0: boy oh boy do we have a good one for you today if i could afford it if i could afford uh donna summer the last dance i'd be playing it for you right now the last dance What a song, okay? Because today it's about Image Comics, The Last Dance. The last time we were all together. 2008, Atomic Comics, uh, uh, Mike Malby's giant retail store. We gathered, all of us. Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee, Mark Silvestri, Jim Valentino, Wills Portacio, Eric Larson. And it was magic. It was absolute magic. We tried to get... Uh, everybody back together in 2017 and do it again, but it wasn't as uh, as it, all of us did not assemble. There was not a full dance card, and it really was the beginning of what was inevitably going to be the realization that we have had our last dance at Image Comics. So today's uh, uh, podcast is all about walking you through the, reuni- the, the reuniting all of us together uh, at this epic store signing the fact that Image United, a giant crossover event, blew up out of it, and the last time we actually attempted all to get together, and why that will absolutely be the last time you see us all together today on Rob's Observations Image Comics The Last Dance. Hey, everybody, you are listening to another episode of Rob's Observations. I am your host, Rob Liefeld. This is the show where we break it down, pop culture, comic books, everything is pop culture and comic books nowadays, streaming film, comics, toys, games, all of it. Eventually, one or the other or all of them break on through each and every show. I am covering comic books from my perspective, from my youth, 1974, seven years old, grabbing those comic books off the spinner rack, loving them so much, loving them so much that they gave me a career, a life. Thirty-five years I have been in the comic book business, drawing comics, writing comics, publishing comics. Um, I've seen it from every single angle. Worked for most, um, uh, mo- most of the publishers uh, I- that, that exist today. A few uh, new ones I have not, but certainly the the giants of industry: Marvel, Image, DC. Uh, did I did I do publish work for Dark Horse somewhere along the way? I've bumped bumped into. Uh, uh, most everyone, and it has been just the most satisfying, uh, enjoyable career, and today I'm going to kind of revisit, uh, you know, a, a period, uh, a couple instances that were really fun, that were super fun, that you should find fun, but not without some uh, bumps along the way, and, and and we'll discuss those, but it was about the, the especially given it's the 30th anniversary of Image Comics, that that it was when... The last time, the last time on record that the Image Comics founders uh, got together, and there's, and, and it's really broken up into a couple of different pieces here, but it's really fascinating, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. And so we're going to kick right off into this recollection of mine. And first of all, as, as you guys know, in 1992, myself and uh, Wills Portacio, Jim Lee, Mark Silvestri, Todd McFarlane, Jim Valentino, Eric Larson not necessarily in that order, but that group of guys, we all got together and we bucked the system. We started our own thing. We were kind of at the, 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 the peak of our, um, uh, uh, careers. And, and, and that's not me saying it. That's the charts telling you that that's the fans. You've told us that. And we created this, uh, this, this label called Image Comics that would publish our shared universe of superheroes. The, the the idea was that they would all know each other. They would all get along. They would all be friendly, just like us, just like the the founders were. And I've covered, uh, over, over p- the period of time, how everything changed. And, uh, and in, in, in when I mean everything changed, I mean that the launches of each and every one of our books kind of exceeded everyone's expectations. And, uh, I've gone through this again, but it's important to note that the first three launches, uh, well young well, Youngblood, Spawn, and Wildcats, uh, continued both myself, Todd, and Jim's run of being million sellers in a time where that was not a given. And I have again, I've heard these uh myths because everybody wants their guy to be a winner. Uh, but that's just not how it is. Not every quarterback wins a Super Bowl, not every team gets championships. Okay. And uh but we had uh, set off on this, you know, Todd, Spider-Man 3 million, X-Force 5 million, Jim 7.5 million on X-Men, big sales, big, giant, record-setting set- sales, and uh, then we continued on our own at Image, where we controlled and owned these things outright. Again, you guys have told me how much uh, this time period meant to you. You guys continue to tell me that. I can read it online. I can read it on my social media. I can see it when I see you guys. Uh you know, at different comic conventions. I mean, I was half a world away. Uh, I was a 16-hour flight away in Dubai just a week ago, and fans there, uh, people who have moved, who have relocated and have made wonderful lives for themselves out in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, and they said how much the Image Comics movement meant to them and how much they cherished it and they loved it and that they, they're so excited that it's been around for 30 years. Well, along the way, the competition... Uh, only increased as we b- built our separate labels of Extreme and, and Wildstorm and Top Cow and and, uh, and and through all of that the 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 competition the competition increased and it increased with many different what I will call Judases in each of our ears eagerly trying to get um, each of us to outdo each other and that is aside from our natural just instinctual. Uh, alpha Dog Spirits, we were competitive SOBs. I can speak to each and every guy, every single one of those guys, with maybe the exception of Wills Portacio, who is so, so very kind and nice. Not not anywhere dialing down his tremendous talent, which he probably had more talent than all of us. I've always thought that he and Mark Silvestri were the most just naturally gifted, and the rest of us had to kind of uh, uh, do a little bit more in terms of effort, distraction, to 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 just kind of focus on our strengths and, and cover our weaknesses, and and, and Mark and Will's to me didn't seem to have any weaknesses. Uh, but that aside, we were all alpha dogs, maybe with the exception of Will's guys who wanted to get after it, wanted to be on the top, wanted to be revered as um, the, the the number one, the best. So so the fact that we got along for as long as we did in. The, manner and the capacity that we did is the miracle in all of it i have covered ad nauseum when i took my books away i put them in a different label i got yelled at i got screamed at i got threatened and i informed them i would not be coming back and that created a giant rift and that is why i was um could not have been more surprised to receive the phone call that uh that, that I received in the summer of, uh, if memory serves, uh, it was the, 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 the summer of 2006. And I, I was, uh, going to the movies with my, um, with, with my, my wife. And, uh, we were going to see the latest Harry Potter film and the, uh, afternoon, Hot summer afternoon matinee, we're uh, we're just we're just chilling, and you know what? I it'll be I, I stand corrected. It was the summer of two thousand seven, and we're about twenty minutes into Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, one of my favorite Harry Potter films. I was really you know eagerly looking forward to this one, uh, given the the cliffhanger that the Goblet of Fire you know left us all on. So we are sitting in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. My my mom and my sister are watching our kids. It's probably a three o'clock afternoon, Uh, you know, uh, uh, matinee. Joy and I are are in the big screen, you know, drinking in the latest Harry Potter. And I get a couple of emails and a text. And I can't really believe what I'm reading. And so I said to my wife, I said, hey, Joy, I'm going to be just a second. And I wandered out of the theater, out into the lobby, so I could read this. And it was uh, from Eric Stevenson, uh, who was the the publisher of Image Comics at the time, not yet a partner. He would become a partner. And Robert Kirkman, both telling me to check my mail, and uh, that the 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 invitation had been extended to me to come back to Image after this lengthy uh, departure of it, it, it about eleven years, if not maybe yeah, but around eleven years. And uh, and to publish my comics through Image Again, which would start with a new Youngblood series. Eric had recommended a couple of really talented guys and some outlooks. And I was um, doing my... Uh, I, I was also, you know, given the green light to do my Youngblood remastered with Joe Casey, uh, re-dialoguing the original Youngblood run and getting Matt Yaki to recolor the entirety of the book because I still had all the line art, all the originals. And so it was like, Hey, you know, everyone is excited about you coming back, which meant that the existing uh, partners had given whatever the majority vote to, to make it happen. And that was exciting. I was flattered. I was, um, it it felt like a big warm hug on a, on a Saturday afternoon. I said, Hey guys, I'm in, I want, I'm so thrilled. I'm excited by this. Um, both Robert, I think and Eric Stevenson, Robert Kirkman, and Eric Stevenson had kind of pushed this through in per, in terms of brought it to the table. And the fact that um, any animosity from the past was gone was great. I certainly didn't feel any animosity. Um, I had been seeing these guys out on the convention trail for years and years, and uh, since, and uh, felt like, wow, this would be fun. and and I can't I can't imagine how excited maybe. You know the fans will will treat it, and uh, the, the fact that the extreme stuff is going to come back, and that really set the table set the table for so many uh, brand new opportunities within Image with the extreme catalog. But I ran back inside, finished you know Order of the Phoenix with my wife. Was excited. We went out to dinner afterwards. Told her all about it. Very very excited. And so that that began this this uh, new new relationship, renewed relationship with Image. With myself um, bringing my titles and publishing them through this label, I, there there were a few different companies that had been approaching me to bring them bring bring them my titles, and I, I know that Robert Kirkman had gotten wind of this and didn't want to see that happen, and so this this all came about. So that's great. The reason I'm telling you this is that sets the stage for what happens in the. Um, summer really late spring early summer of 2008 i've seen people post this all over facebook but i know it's 2008 because uh image united doesn't come out till 2009 which is in november and there's no way we all got on board and got from may to november we would have had to have been um soliciting image united at that time it's at this event that image united the idea of image united is, is, is brought together it's brought forth and so uh the whole uh the, the, the whole event that I'm speaking of is there is a comic book owner in Arizona named Mike Malvey who has recently reopened the Atomic Comics franchise. He had one of the, if not the most successful comic book uh, retail outlets, franchises in Arizona with his Atomic Comics uh, retail sites, his his comic stores. They were everywhere. I I had already signed at one of them when Onslaught Reborn, the sequel to Heroes Reborn, had come out in 2006. And he always had great locations in malls, near movie theaters. He always, you know, did the best in, in planting those stores at the most kind of highly trafficked areas that you could possibly, you know, um, get, get in front of. So he had extended to, to all of us that, that we would do a giant image signing at his store. And by all of us, he meant the original seven, Todd, Wils, Eric, Jim, Jim, Mark, and me. And I think there was just not a whole lot of chatter and, and, and discussion. I think pretty much every, everybody, you know, everybody was on board. At that point, you know, 1992 to 2002, you got, your, you got your 10-year anniversary, and then you add on six. So it was like year 16, the 16-year anniversary, because... We had gotten together for the fifteenth anniversary and done a panel at San Diego the year prior to that. So Mike Malby thought it would be a great idea if he had us all come in. I I, I remember distinctly also that it was two thousand eight because when my wife and I landed and uh, we we went to the hotel, it was in the early afternoon, and we thought maybe we could slip away and see the uh, the the Michelle Monaghan, I think Patrick Dempsey romantic comedy Made of Honor. I think that's what it was called. Anyway, that was it was a couple weekends after. You know, Iron Man had been out and taking the world by storm. I remember that very distinctly, and so we all agreed to be part of this giant comic store signing with Mike Malby, who has certainly was certainly a champion of each of our individual works as well as our comic book labels, our titles over the years. And again, he was um, Mike was a hustler. He was a smooth talker, and he was um, he had really big. Uh, success out there with his store, so we all knew him either enough uh, or, or 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 well, and and we trusted that he would put on this great event. The idea was then extended by uh, Todd and his wife Wanda to have us all out for a dinner uh, the night before, that we would you know dine together and have kind of a nice pre-signing. Uh, dinner and, and, and break bread and have, have dinner and, and enjoy each other's company. And, you know, everyone was signed off on this from the beginning, except for Jim Lee. No shade towards Jim. I have no idea what his uh, thinking was, what his thought process. I've never asked him about it. I was just there. And I remember hearing, even up until the final minute of of, of, of us getting together, like that weekend is, is, is what I mean by minute was that Jim may or may not be there. He was a yes and no. He kept saying yes and then falling out and there was kind of some indecision. Now at this time, Jim was not yet the publisher, co-publisher of DC Comics. He was running Wildstorm in his executive capacity. Whatever title he had at that time, that's back maybe two or three titles for him. But uh, he was on the fence for whatever reason. Uh, And again, his reasons are his own. And maybe he didn't like me or he didn't like fill in the blank or, you know, I'm just... You know, I'm not going to speak for Jim. I just know that he was undecided. Uh, We did, however, hear that he was definitely not going to be there for the Friday night dinner. But even up until uh, the Saturday of the signing, so again, we've got this giant gathering of the image founders that we haven't had, we haven't been together in, by that time, you know, we'd done a panel together, but not a signing together, but we had, uh, and certainly not, Not with including Jim. We hadn't been together in 16 years. Not like that. Not for a signing. Uh, Jim was part of the panel the year before. But again, I'm I'm specifically talking a signing where fans can readily, you know, come up to us, get books signed by us and get the, get, get the, the vibe of all of us together like it was in 1992. Because that's what all these things are trying to do. They're trying to, you know, put lightning back in the bottle, recapture some magic, And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll get, I'll spend a little more time on the recapturing the magic of it part later. But right now I'm just retelling you how this all came together. Mike extends the invitation. We all commit. Jim is not a hard commit. He's in, he's out. He's definitely not coming to the Friday night dinner. And, uh, we all gathered together for dinner that night. Mike, you know, spared no expense. There was black escalades. I mean, it was like a fleet of, you know. We, for, for VIPs, like we were going to meet the president, picked us up. We all hopped in. We uh, drove together in like three or four separate escalades from the hotel that Mike had put each and every one of us up at and uh, drove us all the way to Todd's house. This is the house that Todd bought in the mid nineties. Uh, he, uh, he moved there maybe 93, 94 is, is when he relocated and, and made Arizona his home base. And I know at the time he was running all of his toy operations you know, consistently out of there. He may have even had a retail uh, toy site himself, although I never visited it, but I, I do remember him doing some signings out of there, but we drove from the hotel 25 minutes, whatever to Todd's house. Again, it was great to see the house and we got to see some of the, uh, you know, um, upgrades that they had done on the existing house. Um, since I had last seen it in the, in the, in the, you know, late nineties. And so we all gathered together. We had, you know, uh, we had appetizers. We we all caught up, and then we had this beautiful dinner. And there have been several pictures of this dinner put online. Mike Malvey and his wife attended. Again, I had Joy with me, my my beautiful um wife. This summer we will have been married. I cannot believe it is it is going to be twenty seven years. Been together almost thirty. So Joy was with me. She, she you know um, Todd was in my wedding. Todd McFarland was in my wedding. His daughter was our, uh, flower. Girl, because I just had such a love for Todd and his family at the time, and uh so so we went out and gathered, and Wanda had prepared this delicious, amazing meal. Uh, again, I'm sitting there with 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 Jim Valentino and Mark Silvestri and Wils and Eric Larson and Todd, and we had a great time. We talked how each of us met. Um, you know Mike Mike Malvey, the retailer, obviously who was who was having us out. He he talked about his own relationship with his wife, his kids we all you know were raising kids from different ages. Um, Valentino and Eric Larson had the kids on the older side of things. Um, it, it, Todd and, and and Wanda and I have have, have some ha- had some kids in the in, in, in a uh, in an age bracket that was uh, you know were, were more close together and uh, and then you know Mike and his wife were discussing so it's just a really fun dinner party. We had a great dinner party. Wanda and Todd threw a beautiful dinner party for all of us. Todd, uh, towards the end, broke out some original art. Went into a room, brought some out, showed me the New Mutants covers that he still had that we inked. The inked over um, me. He showed me a couple Spider-Man pages. He showed me Spawn pages. It was great to revisit and go and, and look at all that stuff. All in all, beautiful night. Great laughs. Great camaraderie. And it, it could not have um, felt better. Again, Jim Lee was had, had told us he was not coming to the dinner and through his, uh, let's call it his representative. And I got to be honest, this representative was a bit of a clown show is still a bit of a clown show. Um, just kind of just a real, that's the best, just, just a clown. And, uh, this clown would, would communicate to all of us on behalf of Jim. Is he coming? Is he not coming? I distinctly remember Saturday prior to the signing that, uh, We were still waiting. If Jim was going to get on the plane, if Jim wasn't going to get on the plane, it was... uh, Maybe the drama was all supplied by the clown show representative. I'm not sure. Uh, We just had nothing... We had... We had... There was nothing we could do but wait to see if Jim was going to show up. So, uh, I was down in the lobby drawing in the couch... On the couch area with Eric Larson and we were spitballing ideas back and forth and this is where... Image United starts to take shape. The idea that we would all jointly draw a comic together. It should have been a one-shot. Let's just say it right there. Um, but but the excitement was palatable because the energy, the juices were flowing. And the idea that we would all participate, each of us drawing on on every page, is is a really big freaking deal. And, and I, I think it, it deserves to be a really big freaking deal given that at that time... It had never been done by anyone in in recent times, and it had never been done by us. So, a page that Tom McFarlane, and Eric Larson and Mark Silvestri, Rob Leifeld, uh, a Wills Portacio and Jim Valentino art on it simultaneously, uh, panel to panel, page to page, is exciting. And we kind of started talking about this before the uh, before the signing, but lo and behold, we had to get to the signing. Word was. There was a big crowd gathering outside of Atomic Comics, so we had to hustle our butts over there, which we did. And uh, upon arriving there, there was a monster line. I'm going I'm to say, throughout the course of the day, we kissed at least a thousand people in attendance. Mike, uh, it was this was a hot May uh, May afternoon uh, in Arizona, and Mike had wound the line carefully through many of the different aisles of atomic comics inside with the air conditioning going to accommodate as many people as possible. And then there was a giant line outside and they did the very best they could to keep that line in the shade as very best they could. Uh, But, but the line extended into the parking lot and, and, and actually into the sun. And the reason I'm saying this is by the end of this signing, people came up to us who had been waiting for six hours, Now, you can only imagine, you know, Atomic Comics, their staff, we are all trying to give everyone as much, you know, FaceTime and love as we possibly can because there's seven of us signing because, yes, Jim Lee did arrive. We got word Jim got on the plane, Jim landed, Jim made it. Whatever demons he was wrestling with, uh, he, he conquered enough to go to this signing and sign with us, which was great. Made the fans' day. It gave us, again, this occasion that we otherwise would not have achieved uh you know given that all of us were together signing for the first time in 16 years so there you go we sat and we signed all day and into dusk into the evening everybody stayed everybody was uh was was devoted to giving the very last fan in line the same experience the very first fan in line got and we signed Marvel stuff we signed image stuff um there was books for everybody books galore Mike had made a print that he had um passed around we all participated in that uh I I can't even imagine from the fans how ridiculously uh you know excited it was for all of them in, in regards to to you know the fans getting to see us together because again we hadn't been together in a long time. Mike went out on a, you know, went out on a limb, extended to all of us, and got everybody to show up, and that's all that matters is that we were all there for the signing and throughout the day, uh, the videos. Um, I'll tell you the, the the fun that we were having is evident. There's a there's a video on YouTube of me, uh, yeah, look up Rob Liefeld Atomic Comics, I guess, and Todd McFarlane sneaks up behind me during the interview and, 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 you know, make some commentary. At the time, in comic books, I'm producing the Youngblood comic, producing the Youngblood hardcover, and I am uh, drawing several new Deadpool comics as we start building the Deadpool core. Um, Lady Deadpool is being introduced. All this stuff is is happening. And so I've kind of got my tethers back into Marvel uh, in, in a certain capacity. And I am working with um, Image trying to get a whole bunch of projects launched over there. But uh, if you look at that video, it's very fun. Uh, Again, I I gave an interview and Todd very stealthily kind of hides from the camera and then kind of appears behind me. It's really fun. We were having a good time. We stayed again till evening, which again meant, you know, almost eight o'clock on a Saturday in, in, in May in Arizona. And we signed our asses off. And that evening... There was going to be a big, uh, you know, a big uh, shindig at the bar at the hotel that we were staying at, and you know, a lot of the Atomic Comics employees that helped out, and uh, a group of fans I think who heard about us all being there, and all of us still hung around. We we gathered and we you know had a great night together. We really had a a, a fantastic night. It, it, the the buzz from this uh, the buzz from you know from this uh, this signing carried over into that night at the bar and I mean we were all just chattering up chat, 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 chat. Uh you know uh, Wanda McFarlane showed up Joy is obviously there um, and at the very end of the night they gather us together for one last kind of memorable shot it's a great picture Jim is smoking a cigar. And we're all gathered together, and those smiles are genuine. They're heartfelt. It was uh, seven guys who hadn't been together in that capacity in a long time. We had not. Again, doing a panel for an hour is different than doing a seven-hour store signing. And, um, you know, all of us always prided ourselves on, on, on being there for the fans and not taking breaks. And I've been at signings where people have to take extended breaks. And, now nah, we just... Like, give me a Slurpee, give me a Starbucks, give me a hot dog, I'll eat it right in front of you, I'll turn away, I'll try not to chew in front of you, but you know, I'll wipe my hands and keep signing your books because your time is important. And that is an attitude that all of us have always shared. Mark, Wills, Jim Jim, Eric, Todd, myself. But that uh, night at the bar was fun. Everybody was sharing stories, life stories, professional stories, comic book stories, toy stories, and uh, the weekend wrapped up Sunday morning joy and i caught a flight home and uh you know that 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 was a really fun weekend it will always be a fun weekend i can't imagine uh if you were a fan and and you got to attend and and uh and again we thank you for attending and we thank you for waiting and, and and the people who came at the end who had the sunburns on their faces we felt so bad for i mean you could see some guys had just bright red noses and cheeks and uh you know and 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 I think they went out. I know they did. Yeah, Uh, they gave people bottles of water. I mean, the store did a great job. My hat's off to the store. Atomic Comics threw a great uh, signing. The night before the dinner at the McFarlane's was, as my wife would say, lovely. It was lovely. And we had a great time jamming together. But before we left that day, before we finalized, we had been really... uh, kibitzing about uh image united and we had talked to jim and mark eric larson and myself had talked to jim and mark about it in the lobby and they seemed open to it and so then we just had to get todd to bite on because obviously you want you know everybody on board wills was also you know um more than happy to to comply jim could not because of his dc obligations and that was fine um, no one expected him to be able to cross that bridge. He was now part of a corporation and they don't like really line, loaning out their characters. As you guys know, he did end up drawing a kicked, uh a kick I, I I just, I just combined kick ass and wicked kick ass. And, and in my, in my best, best wicked, wicked, awesome. It was wicked. Awesome. Uh, the cover that he did for image United. Um, so you do know that, that you do know that he came and and came strong for that and, Eric Stevenson was involved. We called it Robert Kirkman. He figured he would tie it all together, write it. Um, man, it was ambitious. It was ridiculously ambitious. Appreciate those three issues that you got. They were really hard fought, um, difficult to come by, amazing accomplishments, by the way. The uh, The thing is that, uh, that that weekend, that May of 2008, uh, was, was a really, that's it. That's the last time we have all been together. If you can now believe that it has been 14 years since we were all together. It took um you know from 19 probably 95 you know to to you know so so 13 years to get us together and now I I said 16 I I was I was counting back from 1992. 1995 to 2008 we actually have not appeared together all of us including Jim in a longer time than it took originally to unite us for that signing now some of you attended the uh, get together that we did for the 25th anniversary of Image Comics which was very ambitiously put together by Emerald City Comic Con in 2017 the giant version of Hall H that that Emerald City has at the Seattle in, in Seattle at the at that convention center was jam-packed it was the hot ticket people were excited to see us together on stage on the couches moderated by mr walking dead invincible uh, uh creator image partner uber you know star uh robert kirkman and, and you know the great thing about robert kirkman is he has shared and he shared in his his, his interview here on the show uh that, that he was a fan he we inspired him to go off and do his own thing and and, and take the leap of faith that he did well he was uh the moderator and there was a lot of buildup to that. But once again, the invitation was absolutely 100% extended to Jim Lee. And I'm only telling you this because it's factual. I'm trying not uh, to attach any emotion whatsoever to this. Uh, I know that the store signing was on again, off again. And, and like I said, until Jim showed up, no one knew if he was going to show up. And he showed up and boom, you know, all the fans benefited. But that would not be the case in 2017. Emerald City Comic Con, Jim told us early and he told us often he would not be making the trip. Uh, Even though there was no conflict and there was no reason for him not to be there. And we asked again and again and again because everybody wanted to make it special for the fans. And this is when I had my kind of epiphany. As great as that panel was and that show was, and I've shown pictures on social media and a lot of you guys who were actually there. And I know it was also streamed online. So that people could um, follow it, and I think that I think that signing at Mike Malvey's was carried online as well. So I mean, we had really stepped into like the earliest portals of of, of you know online streaming events with both of these occasions. But the Emerald City Comic Con, Jim um, would not participate in and ended up not landing at the last minute and showing up. So it was the six of us, and we gave you guys I think the best gathering of us on a panel ever there were laughs there were ideas shared there was um funny you know anecdotes stories uh some maybe some 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 details of how everybody kind of came about to be where they're where they were at when it was time to launch in 1992 i mean it was really forthcoming it was fun and again followed by dinners and camaraderie and late nights and we were of an age and you have told us repeatedly with your enthusiasm how how important we were to that time period. Often I have referred to us as a super band. And there were many times I guess the thing that I'm most shocked about looking back is is the fact that I really thought that 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 we that our success was going to be repeated. I even thought as we entered the early 2000s, as people were trying to gather consortiums and, and gather their tribes together, I thought that we would be challenged, but we never we never were. The excitement wasn't there. It was lightning in a bottle, and um, the 2017 was the, the most we could possibly muster in regards to recapturing what we had without Jim, who was as important uh, to the movement as, as anybody, because each and every person in the movement was important. So without one, you know, there's something missing without Valentino there, there'd be something missing without Mark Silvestri. There'd be something missing. It stands for all of us. And uh, I know a couple of years ago, the existing partners did a signing maybe in Washington, Seattle, maybe in Portland. I'm not, I'm not sure, but it was up in the, in, in that region. Um, and so, so you had Todd and Mark and Eric and Robert Kirkman and uh, Eric Stevenson and Jim Valentino. Um, but there's no wills, there's no Rob and there's no Jim in that scenario. So it's it's not the original founder. It's not the 1992 movement. And here's where you hear my sharing of the fact that that's probably honestly for the best. Uh, it was It was that weekend that I realized no matter what, no matter how much we would recall the past, we couldn't recapture that magic of the entirety of 1992, the helicopters over Golden Apple at my Youngblood signing, the emergence of the king of hip hop, Eazy-E and, uh, you know, um, you know, coming in and, and, and seeing me and, and and then, and then you know, rinse and repeat a few months later at, at, at Todd's signing at Golden Apple, you know, thousands of fans at every one of these signings as we debuted our books, and all of the excitement and the supercharged energy and the and the uh, the craziness that would follow us from convention to convention to convention to store signing. Uh, I mean, we 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 had people on tour buses going from state to state. We actually pulled off like rock rock and roll type star tours um, stops, like concert venues. We treated comic stores as our venues. We'd unload. We'd you know put up the 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 the. Put out the comic books, the tour books. I mean, this is an amazing time, but in 2017, it was the reality. I mean, this time Jim said no. And at that point I knew that we would never ever assemble again together. And what made me feel really good about it was, uh, so much of the time that I spent with Jim Valentino when we shared a studio from like 1989 to 1990. It was a brief two year window, but it was fun and again all those annuals that I did so many what ifs Jim started Guardians of the Galaxy there I started New Mutants there but that what if issue that um, so many of you share that you really enjoy was done under that roof my my New Mutants annual my Spider-Man annual um, uh, the, the 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 early issues the first two issues of New Mutants um, Jim's what if issues his Guardians of the Galaxy so much so much happened under there so much so many so much sharing of ideas but Jim loved to share his passions with me as well. And one of those was the Beatles. And I've covered that uh extensively. And Jim had bootlegs and different cassettes and and different recording. He he is a true, absolute Super Beatles fan. And uh he gave me so many different cassettes and 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 uh recordings that Joy and I would listen to when we'd drive to Palm Springs for a weekend to hang out and and we'd both experience all sorts of Beatles music that had been unknown to us. We knew all the pop song, all the, all the hits that I had grown up listening to K earth uh, where where the Beatles, you know, lived eternally since the late seventies. But this last year, when I saw the, the documentary on Disney, the, the, the Beatles get back and that documentary, which, which um, showed kind of the, the, what would be the, the, the real, Obvious signals that it was over for them and and to the point where George Harrison left for for several days and and it was uncertain whether he was coming back and and the difficulty that that they all had kind of jamming together. Uh, Paul McCartney seemed to if you watch that if you watched all whatever seven hours of it uh, if you watch that in its entirety, you'll see Paul really wanted this that them to be together and to do this album and 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 tour and, and tv special and it doesn't quite hold together but they they, they they get enough out of it that that they can launch their last couple albums which they did but it, it it's bittersweet it's solemn it's um it's obviously extremely nostalgic and if you are an admirer of paul mccartney john lennon george harrison ringo star then it is magic and my kids were like oh my gosh i can't believe dad's watching get back again but i watched it Ad Nauseam. I'm still watching it. And it made me think of the uh, the, the the group of us together. I've, I, I often have uh, compared us to the Eagles because the Eagles statistically, whether you like them or not, are the number one best-selling band of all time. And they have been, you guys, for 30 years. No one has unseated them for 30 years. The, the greatest, uh, it, it was a battle between Michael Jackson's Thriller and the, you know, greatest hits of the Eagles. They'd keep going back and forth and back and forth, but the Eagles finally, you know... Uh, came 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 out on top and I think have been there for many, many years. But it's those two are the two boys, you know, battling out for chart supremacy of all time. And I mean, the, the umpteen millions of copies that have, that have been sold. And again, the Eagles are the music of my youth. That's the stuff that we listen to all the time. But the specific time before you go, oh, Liefeld, not the Eagles. No, there's a very specific reason why I'm telling you about the Eagles right now. It is a band that had literally four, lead singers you want to talk you know alpha dogs i mean you you go first you got first you got glenn fry okay first you got glenn fry and and glenn fry is is one of the you know along with uh don henley one of the earliest founding members of of the eagles And, and and he has hit he has um sung so many of your favorite eagle songs you know Um, um, I mean, whether it's, whether it's, uh, you know, lion eyes or, or, you know, um, new kid in town. I mean, I mean, the, 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 you know, I've been running down the road, trying to, trying to loosen my load. I got seven women on my mind. I mean, Glenn Fry is a voice of the Eagles, but then obviously in Glenn Fry, even in the exceptional four hour Eagles documentary that was put out about a decade ago on Showtime. Uh, the, the, uh, that you have Glenn said that he had the best voice in rock and roll, which is, is something that I wholeheartedly agree with in Don Henley. He didn't have the best voice he had as, as it, as in he could record alongside the greatest voice in rock and roll, which he believes is, you know, uh, Don Henley. And, and then, you know, as they would mix and match, the Eagles and, 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 uh, in that documentary, <laughs> you can, you can tell like the tension between Glenn Fry and Randy Meisner, who, um, hit, hit lots of, you know, high, high notes on take it to the limit. And he's like, I don't want to hit that high note anymore. And Glenn Fry's like, you're going to hit that high note or you're fired Randy. Well, eventually Randy does move on and they replace Randy with, uh, Timothy B. Schmidt, who you, you know, from several, you know, Eagles hits, but his biggest being, I can't tell you why. Well, so now you've got Don Henley, you've got Glenn Frey, you've got Timothy B. Schmidt, you had Randy Meisner, then you had Joe Walsh, who came on board, and he was a vocalist who sang several songs, sang lead on several songs as well. Glenn tragically dies in, in you know, 2016, and they replace him with Vince Gill and his own son, Deacon Frey. So if, if, if you look at the history of the Eagles, there's six lead singers. Now, the majority of the songs are sung by... Don Henley, and Glenn Fry. okay? But Timothy B. Schmidt, you, I've been to seven, yes, seven Eagles concerts, and when Timothy gets ready to sing, I can't tell you why, the place goes crazy. The place goes nuts. That is one of the biggest Eagles hit songs. Uh, you know, um, when, 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 when uh, Joe Walsh sings, sings his crazy songs, people go absolutely nuts with that very unique Joe Walsh voice. But... The thing about the Eagles is each time there was a, at every uh, iteration of the Eagles, there were three to four lead singers, alpha dogs. It's the closest thing I can get. Now you go, well, the Beatles had George Harrison, had Paul McCartney, had John Lennon. And of course, Ringo was always going to sing his one song. So you could say there's four leads there. So, okay, the Beatles or the Eagles, which I can tell you had up to six different lead singers, or, you know, voices at any given time. You know, you think of Journey, you think of Steve Perry, okay? You think of, you know, sticks, you think of Dennis D. Young. I mean, this is the age of the rock band, you know? I mean, David Lee Roth, was Van Halen, and they replaced him with Sammy Hagar. It it was so many bands had one front man. The Eagles and the Beatles had multiple lead singers, multiple, you know, um, voices that could carry the load. I always felt like that's the best comparison for Image because each of us was a lead singer. Each of us um, was an alpha and 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 we crave the attention the microphone the stage and yes i'm comparing it to rock music because that's how it feels behind the scenes trust me and uh you know sometimes bands grow weary of each other they tour uh they appear they grind it out they they they're they're counting down the minutes again in that eagles documentary they actually have actual audio of the last time the eagles played together and um I haven't mentioned Don Felder, but he had a very contentious relationship. He plays, uh, laid down the guitar track for the infamous, maybe the most famous Eagles song of all time, Hotel California. And he famously wanted to record it. He wanted to record it, but they tricked him. They tricked him into leaving the studio. And then while he was gone, Don Henley recorded it. This is Glenn Frey and Don Henley while, while Glenn is alive, recounting this over a decade ago on this, uh, almost 15 years ago now, on this epic Showtime four-hour documentary about the Eagles. When the Eagles got back together, I was there. I was front row at Irvine Amphitheater when they got back together. Um, it was the excitement of my life. They called the tour the "Hell Froze Over" tour, the "Hell Freezes Over" tour, because they said it will take. We'll get together when hell freezes over. Well, the extension, you know, for me to bring my books back and publish an Image Comics. That's how that's how it felt. Much less the panel that we all shared than the signing at Malby's, and it felt like it took. A miracle to get us all together because as I said not since 2008 have we all seven signed together maybe you've caught me and Jim maybe you've caught me and Todd maybe you've caught Todd and Jim but I'm telling you all seven haven't been there because I'd have been there so I know and in the seven of us have not jammed the last time the the founders six of seven founders was in 2017 in Emerald City watching the Beatles uh, reminded me of a uh, get back. Reminded me of a conversation I had with Jim Valentino. So we're sharing this, you know, space together. And John Lennon has been dead for at that point nine years. And I and 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 uh, of course Julian Lennon, his son, had made a career for himself in the mid eighties with a strong portfolio of, of of a catalog of music and hits. And I said, Well, what if? Paul and George and Ringo and Julian got together. Wouldn't be the Beatles, Valentino said. Wouldn't be the Beatles, as he pulled a long drag on his cigarette. Wouldn't be the Beatles. And I said, well, what if it was just Paul and George and and Ringo and no Julian? Wouldn't be the Beatles. And uh, as I watched, and, and he said, you can't recapture the magic. The magic is gone. And it occurred to me, you know, that after Get Back and whatever, you know, the Eagles closed. I mean the Beatles, the Beatles closed down the seventies. They 1970 came, they broke up and they would not reunite again. And, uh, we have tried several times to reunite and whatever demons, each of us wrestle with when we decide to get back together and relive our twenties or thirties, maybe one of us was 40, maybe Jim Valentino was in his forties, but, uh, you know, whatever demons everyone wrestles, uh, sometimes they win, sometimes we win. Um, it just feels like that magic has passed. We can't re- recreate it. We can't bring it back. And um, no matter how hard we tried, it felt like we left it all out there in 2008. And then in 2017, we, we we mustered it again one more time, missing Jim Lee. And I'm telling you, that will be the last time that we all are together again, we are not reuniting. I made, I, I, I myself was like, you know what? Each time we get together, we're trying to capture a piece of that magic that we will never recreate and never can recreate. And the closest it came to, um, at, at, at Malvi's atomic comic signing wasn't even a fraction of what we were experiencing in 92, 93, 94, 95. And so we've all kind of, um, I mean, you'll see this is image comics, 30th anniversary, it is March. As I record this conventions are being booked. Uh, nobody's getting together. No, none of us are taking the stage together again. Maybe they will. Uh, I, I, you know, again, made my decision in 2017 that, that there will be no more, no further attempts of trying to gather and trying to, um, recapture what was once lost. And, and you don't have to worry about, you know, does this guy really even want to get on the plane and come meet us anyway? So, uh, like a band that is better off um, maybe not appearing again, which the Beatles never reunited again. They broke up and they never, how many bands can say that nowadays? So many people get back, they tour for the money uh, enough, enough green is is thrown at them that they, you know, band together. But, uh, I can assure you that, uh, you know, the image seven took the stage together in 2008 for the last time. And, uh, and if you were there, I hope that you truly did appreciate the magic that we tried to give you. And if you were there uh, in 2017, uh, missing Jim, we, we we again tried to muster it, but it was uh, figured I'd tell you that story. Those stories of the times we got together, the last times we would all be together under one roof, and and share with you the fun that we had, the excitement. Image United grew out of that 2008. The reason Image United stopped was in the middle of issue. Uh, between issue three and four, Todd had informed us all. He didn't like inking on the boards to begin with. Most of Todd's inking is done on a computer now. He just didn't feel like he had it in him to, he, there was nothing less for him to give. He, he was no longer making it a priority. It was something that um, was sent to all of us and it immediately stopped production on the book. Um, I am, at the time, so, because there's a lot of weird narratives around this. I'm doing a monthly book at that time. And right after that, I do two books a month. I do two books a month. Um, I do either The Infinite or Hawk and Dove or Hawk and Dove and Deathstroke. Um, And I had just done, during that period, I had done a year of the Deadpool Corps. I had done 12 issues, 12 issues because there's a couple devil-sized issues in there, uh, of the Deadpool Corps for Marvel. So hitting my marks, doing monthly comics. But uh, Todd wanted off the ride, and so the ride got parked and it ended, and we were never, ever able to resuscitate the effort and the interest in Image United, again, here's my flip because I look at it from the positive because I flipped through those re- recently. They're amazing. The fact that you got 60-plus pages of all of us jamming together on a story that unfortunately has not been able to come together and finish does not mean it was not worth trying and doing, and it was it was fantastic. It was fun. The work is great. Seeing Todd sometimes tweak and ink a couple of us uh, beyond our own inks, maybe touch up a Mark Silvestri ink or a Rob Liefeld ink, uh, ink job and maybe touch on my inks on Valentino or tweak Eric Larson. What a blast. What a fun experience. The fact that we did it at all came from that Mike Malvey store signing. So good things can come from getting back together. We just aren't going to be getting back together again. And I again, it was fun. We, have, um, we are not young men anymore. I mean, I, I'll give you some simple reasons. Jim Valentino has some health concerns. Uh, some of the guys have real COVID concerns. About appearing, and uh, beyond that, it's just very difficult to get everyone together, and uh, that this will be no different uh, uh, going forward. So, so I hope that 2017, 2008, if you were there, that they were exciting and 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 they were um, a fun experience for you. We certainly enjoyed seeing you and being together for you and celebrating the support that you have always given us. So that is. The Last Dance, the story of The Last Dance, Image Comics, The Last Dance. There, I have wrapped it up in a nice, pretty bow. Continue to follow each and every one of our works as we continue to produce our works uh, for you through Image Comics because that's the passion. We, we You like us because of what we do on the page, and those pages are still going to be coming out to you guys, and I hope you guys continue to support them. We have come to the end of this episode, and as you know, at the end of the episodes, I read reviews. I read your reviews. You guys are um, so great that you leave reviews for us on the different platforms, and when you do, I am then able to um, read them. And the reviews are so important, and your five stars, and your recommendations, and your word of mouth have really boosted the show and carried us to great, um, uh, just just the audience is growing in, in great and fantastic ways. I'm going to share a couple of these with you today. One is from... R. Hotch, Five stars all the way. Great podcast filled with insights, fun facts, and the absolutely infectious enthusiasm of Rob Liefeld. I bought a few of Rob's comics back in the day, but now I'm a big, big fan. Love his inside stories and just as much appreciate how unrelentingly positive he is about comics and all things comic book related. Now, if you would just go back to the original intro music, that cheesy intro synth is a very small price to pay for such a great comic book experience each and every week. (laughs) Sorry about that. I, I, I kind of like it. Thank you, Rob L for bringing something wonderfully entertaining out of this crazy pandemic times. Hey, R hotch, R H O T C H. I thank you. Thank you for leaving that. I am so glad that you, um, Enjoy the stories, the inside knowledge, and above all, the enthusiasm. Because you guys, if you haven't picked up right now, by now, I love comics. It's like family comics. Family comics, they're neck and neck, which I love the most. Um, these, um, uh, uh, This next one is by OK. OK Podcast. Five stars. A great stroll down memory lane. What a great time. Rob covers comics, TV, movies, and I love how authentic he is throughout. It's been a long time since I bought 90s comics and this podcast brings back all of my great memories of X-Force, X-Men, Marvel, DC, and Image Comics. Thank you for killing time with me, Rob. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for um, listening to the show and uh, and for leaving these reviews, guys. We need your reviews. We need your five stars, the platform. It helps set us apart. It helps um, keep us keep our, what do you call it? Algorithms high. And again, I'll read them at the end and I'll identify you and I just cannot thank you enough. I love talking to you guys on social media, especially on Twitter. I am at Robert Liefeld at R-O-B-E-R-T-L-I-E-F-E-L-D. The full thing at Robert Liefeld on Instagram. I am at Rob Liefeld. So it's just kind of the name you see in comics. R-O-B-L-I-E-F-E-L-D at Robert Liefeld on Twitter at Rob Life on Instagram. I love talking to you guys. I love our discussions, our back and forth, sharing of opinions. I love your um, comments, your 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 direct messages, the the stuff you leave below the pictures or the um the the responses on the tweets. You guys, I read them all. I try to respond as many of them as possible, uh, especially if they're nice and kind and not combative. Okay, got it. Got to kind of put that out there. We have a Facebook page. Rob Observations with Rob Liefeld has a dedicated Facebook page. Find it. It's it's uh, For those of you who are still on Facebook, I am. I love it. I'm also on a million groups, sci-fi groups, Lost in Space, uh, Logan's Run, Planet of the Apes, 70s toys, 80s comics, uh, all of it. I'm all over the place. I love Facebook. It's a great place to talk to people, especially, and to share our passions. And that's what this is all about, is sharing our passions. Thank you guys for listening each and every week. Thank you for making a difference. Thank you for getting this show out there and making it so fun. You guys, um, you know this is the time of the show when we wrap it up, that we commit to taking care of each other. We're going to get the rest we need. We're going to chill out. We're gonna we're gonna step back from maybe the everyday stress. We're gonna read comics, watch movies, listen to great music, have good food, and just chill out. It's not worth it, man. You gotta take you gotta take a break. You gotta chill out, okay? And uh, and, and 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 take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health, your emotional health, and your physical health. And and I'm gonna do the same. And uh, I hope very much that you circle back and visit with us one more time, cause I'll still be here. And that is when we will talk again, real soon. Thank you.